look who it is. I guess we must be doing something right because you've returned. And we are glad you did because we have two amazing shows that are part of the summer season here in New York City to share with you. The first show we saw concluded Club Thumb's Summer Work Series. The show was Bodies, They Ritual. Oh, I absolutely love this show. Love this show. Such a well-written play. Um, I loved the cast, which was full of actresses that I'm a fan of. Um, I've seen one of them in uh, at the Connolly Theater in the play about the, the what is the Mexican witch is called? The... Uh, uh, Brujas. Yeah, and I can't think of that. A Man Cave. I saw her in Man Cave. Another one, I adore her. I saw her in um, on Sugarland. So this is just full of familiar faces, which I adored. Um, is it Bodies They Ritual? Yes. That's The name is They Ritual? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So this is a show about <clears throat> um, four women... Five women, hold on. Daughter, best friend, that. Five women who are in, they go to Santa Fe for this girl's mom's birthday, her 60th birthday, I believe it is, um, to a spa. Okay. And they're in uh, in a sauna, um, doing what you do, and then they meet other people kind of while they're there doing... <clears throat> going, trying to discover who they are. So one meets um, like this native kid who talks about how they burn this effigy. I can't think of the name of it. And they put all their like secrets or something in it and they burn it. And that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's two cult members who are trying to... It's very much the... Um, Kevin's Gate. Uh-huh. Come join us. We're having a party, and then there's going to be punch. So there's two of those. There's a gal who's supposed to be a masseuse, but she's like, well, go. I'll take you on a vision quest. But really, she doesn't know anything about it. She herself is trying to discover who she is. Um, yeah, so you've got those people on the outside who are trying to help or interact with these, these ladies as well. Okay. Um, so I know this is kind of like a poor explanation of it, but it's a really well-written show, really well-performed. The set was very simple but versatile. Um, like I said, it it was basically a sweat lodge, but in the middle was like this well, this donut that you know, served as like this is the main in the lodge, this is where we all sit and the steam comes up. But then it was also a hot tub, then it was a church, then it was the desert, then it was the van. Okay. So like I said, versatile. But it was a simple circle, a donut, if you will, with chilies hanging from above. I was like, Yay, chilies, I know where you're at in New Mexico. Great, great lighting. Love the use of bronze and oranges. So that was really great, that painted desert look. The sound was amazing for a simple staging. Love the echo effect when it needed to be there. Love the use of an old TV and a VHS for the quote when they're like, welcome to the party, da, 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 you know. Okay. It was hilarious. Uh, like I said, I love the cult line that played into this because there are a lot of cults in that area. <clears throat> love the people of color characters and perspectives. So basically all the lead characters are all people of color. 
that. Whether that be African American or Indian American, it was great. Love the strong female roles and perspectives. Basically, the entire cast was female. Yes, get it. Yes. Um, And um, I like the philosophical questions being asked about purpose and fulfillment and comparing our lives to one another and wanting something for someone else, like a family for our friend, when in reality it's to make us feel better. Yeah. You know, like... what the example the, ba- the example I'm citing is this girl so it's her and her best friend her best friend is like I just feel like my my best you know the girl will never be happy because she won't settle down she won't find a husband and have kids and da 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 and then one girl's like but why do you think she, she needs that I mean you have that but why does she need that do you think maybe she needs it because you're jealous that she you uh-huh. know she doesn't have that and she has something different than you and you just want her to have that so that she's on the same level as you again and the girl's the best friend's like, I never thought of it that way. Hmm. And I was like, we have to stop comparing ourselves to each other. What works for me may not work for you. Okay. Yes. So, um, love that it was based in Santa Fe. And this was just such a great show that I was fully invested in and loved every moment of it. Sadly, this show closed on July 2nd, 2022. <laughs> Next, we return to the Steinberg Theater Center for another new play, this time entitled What the End Will Be. This was so, so good. A brilliant play, not only addressing homosexuality intergenerationally in black culture, but also dealing with end-of-life decision, particularly assisted suicide. You've got three generations of gay men. Three generation of gay black men <clears throat> under one roof. And the oldest, the, the grandfather, has cancer, has, a, has bone cancer. And he's dying. And he puts a plea to an organization to basically get the medicine to end his life. Mm-hmm. And that's one storyline. The other storyline is about how his son has a struggling marriage. He's very, the son is abrasive and cold and work driven. And then the grandson, the youngest, is an athlete, a star athlete in that. But his bow is very effeminate and I would say gender blurred, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wears makeup and things like that, but I wouldn't call him a drag queen. <clears throat> no, but he could be a gender or gender neutral. Or I think I think they I, I think he identified as male, but just like to feminize his yes, ma- yes. his male presentation. Which the dad didn't go over well with the dad, the young youngest man's you know the middle generation. So you got all these storylines plus that um, just amazing performances. All the cast was phenomenal. The set was simple and decadent and brilliant perfect uh, depiction of Atlanta wealth. It was like an Atlanta suburb mansion. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The lighting was also wonderful, using warm sun lighting to signify out-of-body moments between the father and his husband, Freddie, who had recently passed. Um, the sound was beautiful. The music being familiar, yet vague and intrinsic. I love that. Um, and then costuming was absolutely delightful and perfect for this cast. The father was dressed very old school. The younger couple were in their fitted suits and such. And the youngest couple, the 18-year-olds, were my favorite in modern clothing, especially Anton, who challenged gender-normative clothing. So again, gender doesn't, or clothing doesn't have a gender. So he might have been in a skirt and everything like that. But again, it didn't come off like a a, a drag queen or a cross-dresser. I don't know what the correct term is. Um... Love the journey the characters go on, though, in the show, especially not just in regards to the father's health, but also in their own relationships. I love that Max, the father and son, go th- uh, the, the, you know, the, the father to the youngest and the son of the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. He goes through the most change and does the most in his father's passing to make amends and do right. He gives up drinking. He loves his son more, talks more to him, makes work less of a priority, accepts Anton, you know, the boyfriend, in his ways. He even, like, in the end, lets Anton do his makeup, put makeup on him and everything, and then when his son comes down, and he's, you know, should we go out? Yeah. And you're going to go out like that? His Max, the dad, is like, yeah. You know, and I was like, that... That, that's how you should have been the whole time. This show held my attention and kept me just wholly and completely engaged. I absolutely loved it. Sadly, the show closed on July 10th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Nangdo and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.